my friends. I'm still working on that. Uh, that is an amazing song, by the way. In the Mood. Look up, look up In the Mood by Glenn Miller, I think it is. Fantastic song. I love like that, what is it, 1940s big band jazz. When was, okay. Let's look this up, guys. We're getting some education at the very beginning of the podcast. By the way, welcome to the podcast. It's another episode of Fridays with Vinny. With me, Vinny. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hope you all are having a great Friday. Um, yeah, we're doing another episode once again. I'm recording on Wednesday, which normally wouldn't wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't be much fun. But hey, um, oh excuse me. Okay, 1939 was when "In the Mood" by Glenn Miller came out. So uh, there you go, there you go. Your boy's well cultured. But uh, yeah, I'm recording this podcast once again on a Wednesday, which I kind of like better because recording on a Friday, it was it was like nice. It was like it was like less meta. You know what I mean? It felt like I was legitimately, you know, oh, it's Friday and we're recording Fridays with Vinny on a Friday. What do you know? We're normal human beings. Uh, But whereas, um, I don't know. Now, I guess um, it's just nice to know. That I have a couple days to get this together. And I can get it out in a nice decent time. So uh, yeah. I don't know wh- what I'm going to do in the future recording these episodes. Um, I'm still experimenting with uh, what to do. How to do it. How to make it good. <laughs> uh, you know what exactly to kind of format it as. I'm going to kind of work on it as I go. Um, as I mentioned before. I am going to uh, get it. Try to get on Spotify after three episodes, which means after today, uh, after you, today, you guys hearing this, I'm gonna have to work on finding some podcast hosting for the audio, getting this on iTunes and Spotify and whatnot. But hey, you guys will be able to plug this stuff directly into your ears, directly into your mother flipping ears, and uh, you don't have to see my uh, face while you're trying to listen to Fridays with Vinny because it's only on YouTube. You can now. You can now listen to a podcast like a normal human being and just put it in your ears so uh, that'll be fun right <laughs> i have no idea how to get a podcast on spotify but enough people enough people i know have done it not no like you know podcasts that i follow enough of those are on spotify it's like it can't be that difficult nowadays i think in the originally like if you went like four or five years back it probably was very difficult to get on spotify but now a lot most of the podcasts i listen to are on spotify Almost, you know, almost all of them. There may be like one or two that aren't. And they're instead like, on Patreon, you gotta pay for our podcast. It's like, no one's paying for your fucking podcast. Sorry, was that too, was this too early for a fuck? I don't, I don't care. YouTube's demonetizing me anyway. What am I, what am I gonna do? Be like, YouTube, I didn't say F word for the first five minutes of the episode. Why you demonetize? Doesn't matter. You're not monetized in the first place. That's why I quit Homeschool Nerd, was so I could swear without having to worry about monetization. Actually, it's that's not at all. <laughs> that's a very small reason. <laughs> People are just like, this just then, Vinny Harnett says, he quit Homeschool Nerd so he could say F-word without having to worry about YouTube demonetization. No. I just wanted a fresh start. Uh, anyway, hope y'all's week has been good. So yeah, y'all I threw in there. 
to get my southern audience on board. They were like, I wasn't sure about Vinny after he said the F word. But then I heard him say y'all and I know that boy is one of us. <laughs> I feel like I adhere too strongly with like southern stuff. You know what I mean? We're like, I don't know. I'm from southern Illinois, which isn't like super, super south southern. But there are enough southern people there that like I picked up little little knickknacks. You know, I tend to, uh, I tend to, um, be very, uh, I don't know, not upfront, because they're not necessarily upfront, but, like, harsh with my ideas, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, I tend to speak in that kind of voice, or it's just like, y'all coming? <laughs> Plus, I hate that, like, my voice is so good for country music. I know I just use, you know, my voice... And love as if like, you know, oh, I think I'm so great. No, no, I've I've hated my voice for a long time. My singing voice. I'm just now recently getting to where I actually like it again. Because um, obviously as a kid, you like everything about you. You think you everyone tells you you're the best. So you're the best. Uh, but then when you get older, you're just like, oh, no, I suck. Uh, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, you know, hey, this is who I am. This is what my voice is. I want to do something with music. So I'm going to have to learn to either accept it or I'm going to have to create my voice. And I'm kind of doing both, right? Like I'm, I'm embracing the deeper tones of my voice while also like, you know, trying to uh, figure out how, what tone to sing in to where I really like it. But uh, something I've always liked is like country, like the way my voice sounds doing country or like even like Southern gospel music. It's just like it works so well, but that's not all the music I want to do. Not to say that I dislike that music. It's just not the kind of stuff that I write regularly. Especially, um, I don't know. My songs so far have been very, typically very mellow uh, piano songs. So uh, needless to say, not super, uh, not super country. <laughs> I mean, country songs can be mellow, obviously. But like, you don't, you don't hear a lot of country songs that are like written on piano. Typically, there'll be guitar. You'll have a little bit of, you know, you know, you know, you have some violin in there. Well, I guess it's a fiddle. Because fiddle's country. Um, anyway. I don't know. I don't know what the point is in that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying stuff. Um, yeah. My week. How's my week been, you ask me? Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. You guys always care about my well-being. Uh, so, update from last week. As y'all will remember. Um, I was taking a bit of a break from alcohol. I'm back on the train, but you might be wondering, did I make it the whole week? The answer is no, I did not make it the whole week. Uh, Saturday afternoon. So basically, uh, Sunday afternoon, I think, well, yeah, Sunday I decided I was going to take the week off. I don't think I drank anything that Sunday, but I'm not certain about that. I might have like, had some Irish Baileys in my coffee or something like that, which is absolutely fabulous for coffee, by the way. Coffee or tea. Get some Irish Baileys in the evenings, and you turn your anxiety juice into anxiety relief juice <laughs> but uh yeah saturday jan and i ended up we were out on town doing you know doing some window shopping as you do i actually bought some new records though so it wasn't quite window shopping but uh we were just you know we were just out having a uh having a sort of date but we had the baby with us so not really um but then we went to the mexican restaurant because it's been a while and i was like I, I can't I can't get Mexican I can't get Mexican without getting a um a margarita so I had a margarita, um and it was great good I love margaritas I don't know if I don't know if tequila is my th like my big thing 
but definitely is one of my favorites. Um, it's definitely up there. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, margarita is always good. And then I had uh, I had a pint of uh, a darker lager, um, which is basically just darker beer. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was it was it was fine. It wasn't like fabulous. I would just as soon drunk an IPA. But I uh, I don't know. I guess I just wanted something a little more richer in flavor at the moment. But then about halfway through, I was just like, this is a bad idea. I'm already full from lunch. And now I'm getting down in this beer. But but you know what? I was fine. You know, didn't have to eat supper. <laughs> and we had these, um, these like dessert chimichangas, which was like some kind of, there's like fruit nice inside, inside the chimichanga. And then they were fried. So it was like a little pie. And then you had ice cream on top. It was it was good. It was very good. And then they had like chocolate or caramel, something like that, drizzled on top. It was oh, very nice, very nice times. Um, so yeah, that's how that went. Um, and of course, I'm I'm kind of back on in this week. I don't drink that much. Like I don't I don't want people to think that I'm like an alcoholic by any means. That's why I took the break. It's because gosh dang it, every now and then it's important to uh to worry about your health and take care of yourself. But, uh, yeah, I did notice it, like, I don't know. I just have a harder time dealing with anxiety if I don't get, like, a break from it. You know what I mean? It's not that I can't deal with it, period, because I do. I deal with it all day. But at the end of the day, you know, or in the a- late, later afternoons, it's nice, to, uh, it's nice to be able to make your brain stop thinking about a million things at once. And uh, so, yeah, uh, nonetheless, I... Uh, I made it most of the week, so I'm happy enough with myself. And, uh, yeah, now I have myself a bit of a tequila sunrise here, which, uh, you know, one of my favorite drinks to make at home. I have this orange juice I got. It's like, let me try it and just drink real quick, and then I'll update you. Like, it's not bad by any means. But it's, it's not as – it's the same brand, but they have, like, five different, you know – iterations of their one brand like this has no pulp this has extra calcium you know whatever this has extra vitamin c this has this this is this is watered down this is like i just which one is normal why can't you have one that's just normal i just (laughs) i don't want to go to the store and be like orange juice i want to be able to see my brand grab it and go i don't want to be like fucking oh no million different brands of orange juice I, I just need one. One normal orange juice brand. Does... Okay, when they put extra vitamin C in there, it doesn't make it taste any better. All it does is, like, they say there's more vitamins in there. Does that actually make a difference? Does anybody who's, like, deficient in vitamin C not just take a pill? Do they just, like, oh, I could just buy extra vitamin C orange juice? It's like, no, you... No! You don't, you don't need orange juice. <laughs> Just eat an orange. It's way healthier for you, I say, as I down a tequila sunrise. Yeah, but my metabolism is through the roof because I'm a skinny white boy. And my body doesn't know <laughs> when to store fat and when to just use all my energy up in one go. I don't, I wonder if that contributes to like my, my ADHD where it's just like, you know, for one one moment, I'm like, oh, so much thing. I'm doing everything at once. And the next thing I know, I'm just like, I'm fatigued. I'm exhausted. I can't do anything. I mean, it, it, probably, right? 
like pretty much typically speaking your mental health and your regular health are pretty much intertwined but i digress bottom line is uh tequila sunrise good mint too many choices in orange juice bad I feel like I feel like we as Americans, or maybe it's it's all it's not just Americans. It's like every country that's like developed enough to have commercial capitalism going rampant uh, is just like so many fucking choices. Like my God, do do we really need this many choices of TVs? Do we really need this many choices of what fucking flavor? We're going to get a coffee or whatever. Like, just like, I don't know. I, I'm not a good old boys kind of guy. You know what I mean? Good old, Not good old boys. I'm not good old days. You know, I'm like, back in the olden days, you only had one flavor of chocolate and it was Hershey's. It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't miss those days. I don't miss segregation. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking born back then. You know what I mean? Like, why are there so many young people who are just like, oh, I miss the old days. Like, no, you fucking don't. You fucking idiot. Uh, I, I swear, guys. I'm not this angry in real life. <laughs> this podcast it makes me out to be a garbage person, doesn't it? Because I swear, in real life, like, if any of you ever met me, I'd just be timid and trying to make everyone happy because I just want people to like me. I feel like this podcast is just my way of venting. It's, it's very therapeutic in that way. And once I get it out, I feel fine. But like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I guess I just need the venting, a way to vent. And I can't just vent in my head. I have to say it out loud. Get my thoughts out there. So I apologize for anybody listening and be like, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this boy? He's only 23. Doesn't he know that he has his whole garbage life ahead of him? Yeah, I know. Uh, here's another thing I need to complain about actually this week, and then I'll be done. Maybe, probably not. We still have the news segment to go. But uh, so this guy, this motherfucker at work, um, I don't even know what he's involved in or what he what he specifically does. All as I know is he has a shirt which on the back of it says, "I work hard because millions on welf- welfare depend on me," and it's just like. You really think, do you really think that the measly amount of taxes you pay, like any of that goes to pay for welfare? Do you really think that's where our taxes are all going and that without that you wouldn't have any taxes? Do you know how many fucking billions is spent on the military every year? Do you know how many foreign places we have set up just just occupying other countries? We have like 400 bases in other countries that don't need to be there they do not need to be there like the we spend more on our military than the the next top 12 countries combined if i'm remembering the statistic correctly which i believe i am and it's just like and you think you think that then these measly few billions that we spend every year on all the welfare our measly fucking welfare program that doesn't even guarantee health care. You really think that's affecting the amount of taxes you're pay- paying? Like you, I'm so sick of that because it's it's such a uh, I don't know. It's this has been. <coughs> I need a drink of water. This is too much for me. Stay hydrated, boys. 
Always drink water with your whiskey. Don't you don't necessarily have to put it in the whiskey. Don't water it all down. But like make sure to stay hydrated cuz otherwise you'll have a hell of a hangover. You can trust me on that cuz I've never had a hangover. <laughs> uh what a soy boy. Uh but like the, these these guys this has been going on I I believe since Clinton. Obviously I wasn't alive back then. But uh freaking from what I've seen, it seems like it started back then, and then under Obama, people really went wild with it, claiming that, like, oh, he's he's spending so much in taxes on welfare. It's like, no, he fucking isn't. He's spending on military. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm glad we had a black president. Exciting times. Exciting times. And I hope, I hope that we have a woman president someday, because it's just annoying Every time a woman once runs for president and it's just like the first this could be the first female president. It's like, yeah, we need we need to get to that point. We need to have our first female president. We need to have our first trans president. We need to have our first gay president. I don't just we need to have everything. It needs to become normal so that we can stop talking about it. <laughs> but uh but you get the point. It's just like it's like, man, Obama, couldn't you couldn't you maybe like be a little more radical. <laughs> Everyone hates you anyway. They hate you. So so why freaking why freaking try to appeal to them? Just like take our troops out of these other countries. Stop bombing other places. Stop setting drone strikes. Stop locking kids in cages on the border. I mean, I know you're going to blame all that on Trump when he does it. So you better not do it. I swear to G. See, that's why that's why I have such a fucking hard time caring about politics. It's just it's constantly like I I want my side to be right, you know what I mean? But everyone does the same things. And it's just like you come up with the libertarian side or the green part, and he's like, Yeah, then I'll never then I'll never have a candidate I can back that'll get any headway. I mean Joe Jorgensen made the most headway in this past election. And she was still, there were like two, I believe two or three different states that didn't have her on the ballot even. And then of course, Green Party, they didn't even, you know, they didn't show up on a lot of the ballots because of course they didn't. And it's just, it's frustrating, right? Because like, I, I want a better, I don't, I don't want a two party system because like, I don't, I don't know. I think you need you need a large a lot of ideas, but when you have only two parties, people get so polarized that everything gets pushed to extreme. So we see the right being pushed farther, farther and farther into religious extremism, and for some reason you've got some Democrats, you know, like Bernie, that are far left or not far left. Bernie's not far left, at least not that far. He's probably the farthest left on our current political place, but like. You compare our political system with other countries. And, like, our left is center-left at best. There are no far-left politicians in America. Not really, anyway. Um, but, like, freaking, I don't, I don't know. People claim that it's being pushed further left. I think, like, voters are being pushed further left. And, like, ideologies are being pushed further left. But, uh... You know, I would like to see like some, you know, non 2D, 
non-one-dimensional uh, belief systems. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be able to be like... So, I agree with the libertarians on legalizing weed. I agree with the republicans on not spending more than we take in with taxes. I agree with the democrats uh, in uh, with... Uh, we need to uh, have good welfare programs and healthcare. And I agree with the Green Party that we need to freaking worry about climate change. And I agree with, I don't know, freaking, uh, I don't know, communists that we don't want the man having complete control over everything and being able to buy politicians. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting too deep into this, guys. I'm getting too deep. My point is, if you if you say all that, who are you gonna who are you gonna stand with? You know what I mean? Like where where are you gonna stand? I, I for me, I just go with whoever's the most practical at the moment. And right now, that's nobody. <laughs> uh it's just like, you know, guys, I just I wanna I wanna see a better world. I wanna see I wanna see a world where we can have you know, where we can have these conversations again and have difficult debates. But at the same time, there are some debates I don't really want to have. Like if we talk about, are trans people valid? It's like, yeah, they fucking are. Stop being an asshole. Uh, but if you want to talk about like how best to go about certain things, I'm all for having a conversation about that. Or even like a full-blown debate. Because I believe those are, those are uh, powerful ways of getting a point, you know, getting a subject explored. But uh, it's very difficult to do that nowadays because of just the way people's brains operate. The confirmation bias is just through the roof. You know, people don't people don't want to question things. They just want to have their beliefs affirmed. So then you just have 50% of people in the room who have already made up their minds when they come in one way. And then the other 50% have made up their minds the other way. And it's just like there, there's no there's no intellectual, you know, conversation anymore. It's all so either religiously charged or emotionally charged or, you know polarizing in some way that it makes it impossible to make any headway so anyway i don't mean to be a downer today guys i just i've had a bit of a week so far and once again i think the difficult thing about this week sorry i'm gonna take a drink of water again ah, i think um the difficult thing about this week is i took last friday off uh, so then not only is it like, well, I probably need to work next Friday then, but also like going back to work is kind of the pressure of like, oh, geez, we are getting behind. <laughs> this is why we were working overtime. Uh, yeah, you know, it's bad when I can tell we're getting behind because usually I don't I don't notice that stuff. Not because like just because I don't see the whole picture because I'm, you know, I'm not that involved. I just try to get stuff done. But, uh, you know. It's 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 kind of not fun at work when you're at work and you just you're feeling like oh we're <laughs> we're behind I'm gonna have to work overtime every single Friday I'm not gonna have like I'm not gonna have a, a a weekend a full weekend off I mean obviously everyone's just like you got Fridays off normally so no you're just getting a normal weekend yeah but most people don't work ten hour days so you know maybe maybe take that into consideration but nonetheless I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing, right? Like I, because here I am going into the week and like, well, used up that weekend, and I don't feel like I got that much done. And now you know, now the whole time at work, I'm just gonna be like, ah, 
if only we were ahead, then I could not have to work Friday and get more work on the album done. Ugh. I don't know. Plus, it doesn't help. Um, it doesn't help that, uh, freaking we've got new people starting and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta help new guys out, you know, especially, you know, when they don't have any training whatsoever, like they haven't been to trade school, which I don't know why anybody thought that we could train. This isn't a disc on, on, on new guys, by the way, you know, when new people are starting at your job, you gotta give them your full support. You gotta give them your full love and support. And you don't, you don't make, don't make judgments. Don't make judgments about new people because they're already in enough pressure. They don't need you being an asshole uh, while they're trying to, you know, maneuver a new situation. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I don't, I don't know. My frustration is in upper management because it's just like, we are not, <laughs> we are not good at teaching. Like I am not good at, uh. At teaching people. And uh, I know for a fact. None of these other guys are either. You know who I. You know who I'm talking about. Like I remember being new. And you guys didn't teach me diddly squat. I mean you did. Just not very well. If I like. I can't imagine starting being an electrician. Without trade school. There is no way in the world. I could not have done it. Because it's already stressful enough as it is being on a job site. And then you don't know anything about what you're doing. Like, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to people that are brave enough to jump into a job without any previous training. You know, the way jobs used to be before you were required to have a college education and be... Thousands of dollars into debt. No, Vinny. No, Vinny. Don't go on another tangent. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But it's time for news. I need a news theme song. I really do. All right. Let's sip more of our tequila sunrise. Because I'm going to need it to get through the news today, boys. Okay. First off. A moment of silent meditation. You feel feeling relaxed, feeling good, cool. Um, so let's start out with something funny. <laughs> this is a this is a recent article I found. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Wikifeet is a website where people can upload uh, the f- pictures of celebrities' feet and then rate them. And I know what you're thinking. Vinny Hearted, why would they do that? Well, it's definitely not sexual. <laughs> uh, foot fetishes are weird, right? Because, like, you know, it's like it's like the most vanilla kink you can have. But also, it's I don't know. I kind of get it, but also like, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do that much for me. So anyway, all right, I'm gonna read this article for you guys. Okay, um, back in the fall, I received an unexpected text from a man I had just started seeing. Are you on Wikifeet? <laughs> Assuming he was joking, I laughed and said no. Then he sent me a link to my Wikifeet page. 
I had never actually heard of the website based on an encyclopedia of celebrity foot fo photos for fetishists and foot enthusiasts. <laughs> I love that term, foot enthusiasts. <laughs> I'm a professional foot enthusiast. Yes. Uh, to be clear, I am not a celebrity. I have a decent Twitter following from having reported on politics for over a decade from tweeting jokes about politics and appearing on cable news. I was pretty shocked to be looking at my own wiki feet profile, which included my full name, birthday, wow, and photos of me and my exposed feet dating back to a family vacation in 2013. The images seem to have been lifted from my Instagram page, which I keep public because I share my work. Okay. um, My feet had a very sad 3.5 out of 5 stars rating, which categorized them as okay. <laughs> this poor lady. <laughs> Alright, uh, discovery was surreal. I wasn't offended or unnerved, though I can understand why someone would be. I mostly thought it was funny and posted a video of me wiggling my pay toes in a flattering filter to my story for my fans as a joke. Within minutes, a screenshot of it showed up on a wiki face. Alright, so basically this lady, this absolute legend. Side note here. How are how are like female journalists so badass? Like it seems like every time I feel like I hear about a female journalist, not like these, you know, not like these women reporters at like CNN or Fox News. I mean like the actual investigative journalists. I don't know. They seem really cool to me. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> she tracks down the guy who keeps uploading these pictures. And then she interviews him. So here's the interview. I think someone just rang our doorbell. But they can shut up. Uh, Robert, is it just Robert or do you go by something else? You sound young. Yeah, just Robert. And I'm almost 60 years old, young lady. <laughs> do you consider yourself a foot fetishist? Yes. Since when? Age six. That's very specific. What happened when you were six? A couple things have happened, but we'll start there. I have five sisters. Well, I had five. Two of them passed away, but a lot of their friends would come around, and we had a pool in the backyard, and they'd be barefoot. You know, they'd be here while my sisters weren't here. They'd just come over and use the pool, and I would give them foot massages. <laughs> what was the other thing? When I was about nine, these new people moved in the block. They were older girls, and they had their own pool across the street. We were playing this game, and they were like, well, we have to tie you up because we captured you, you know? You're the bad guy. They tied me to a lawn chair with my hands over my head and my feet tied down. And they started tickling my feet and it just drove me crazy. <laughs> uh, I think that's when it made me realize there's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. Uh, I didn't feel weird. Um, how do you interact with WikiFeet? How much time a day do you spend on it? Well, for example, if I'm watching a movie with a beautiful actress like that I like... I'll go on there and check out her feet, or if I'm reading a story about someone like you, who I think is very pretty, I'm going to go check and see if she's on there, because I'm curious, and I love feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss's foot book is becoming very sus recently. How many photos have you posted there? A couple hundred? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to skip the capital questions here. Um, I've noticed that sometimes within 10 minutes of me posting an Instagram story that shows my feet, a screenshot is up on WikiFeet. How does it happen? Do you spend all your time on Instagram waiting for new foot content drop? 
I don't sit here looking for it. If I just happen to see it and I like it, I'll put it on there. But I'm not sitting here all day staring or anything. That doesn't pay the bills. So why not just look for feet on Instagram or screenshot them for yourself? What do you get out of posting them to another website? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Joe's calling me during the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I should say I treat podcasting like Mr. Incredible treated superhero work. I'm like, yeah, the good old days. I got Noah. I got time. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got time. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe's on the show. Hey, what's going I on? I told you Joe would be on the show. Is that like an orange juice in it? Is that one of those, what, what are those things called? That a tequila sunrise? Yeah, so yeah. basically you could have that for breakfast, right? It's got well, that's it. what it's made for, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it originally came from a, a cocktail party uh, that they'd have the morning after they have a drink to keep the party going. Oh, right, right. Um, Pour myself some breakfast. It's not the same as like a, uh, it's not the same as a mimosa where it's just like oh, okay. orange okay. juice and yeah, uh, yeah. sparkling wine. Where it's just like, this is a classy drink okay. for rich people. Yes. You know, tequila sunrise is more of, this is what rock stars have when they get up in the morning. They're just like, a mimosa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. The mimosa. That's what yeah. the rich people eat for breakfast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which Reminds is a, me of uh, the guy from ACDC, you know, dance around on the stage all night and then smoke cigarettes and drink a milkshake <laughs> for supper. And I'm like, my goodness. <laughs> what a life. That dude. guy can handle his tobacco. <laughs> Speaking of which, the other day I had this cigar. I'd had multiple of them. And it made everything spin. The sky was spinning <laughs> for like three hours afterwards. I was so sick, which is crazy. I don't know what happened. So apparently I maybe Weird. I accidentally skipped lunch or something because you can't smoke them on an empty stomach. Uh, Otherwise, you'll get super sick mm-hmm. and it's like your stomach hurts. You feel like you got the flu and the sky's spinning. Yeah. So you're walking yeah. around like, yeah, that was the worst idea ever. Fun times. Yeah. So every now and then it's, it's not worth it. I guess it's kind of like when you wake up from a hangover, only it's instant. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's funny that, like, it's like these that we each have, like, our substances. I'm really into, like, knowing about cocktails and making right, cocktails. Right. And then you're, like, you've gotten into uh, you've gotten into cigars recently. Cigars and espresso and your, machines. Hey, did you, see my, did you see my Instagram I post? did, the picture of the that, coffee that you coffee made. coffee I made? Oh, one. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. Yes. This is perfect. Make yourself an it's espresso martini. So, uh, so, uh. How how much was your? It was an espresso maker you used, right? Yes. Yeah. Under three hundred. Under three hundred. Okay. I keep meaning to get one, but like coffee makers are expensive. Right. Right. And they take yeah. up space. And I got. And it. you definitely. That's one thing I didn't know about until I got it. But you definitely don't want to get one if you only have enough money for it. You also want to have enough money to buy like four bags of coffee to get you through <laughs> the month. Because if you're going to use it every day, you're using almost double the coffee you would in drip coffee. You know, right. I can't speak for all espresso machines, but this one I'll use basically an extra third of what I'd normally use, you yeah. know, almost twice yeah. as much. Um, but it also depends on how strong I want it to be, because if I'm just having iced coffee that I mostly want it to be like chocolate milk with a little bit of yeah. coffee, yeah, then yeah. I don't use so much. But if I want it to really, you know, as Monte Crew would say, mm-hmm. kickstart my heart, then yeah. you know, I yeah. gotta, you know, brew a few shots in there. So Yeah, I was reading a book on caffeine, and it got me thinking about like, we're really like our society is programmed for caffeine. You know what I mean, dude? It's nuts. I mean, we're if not you, as bad as Finland. But I know, I mean, but if you, if you get off caffeine, <laughs> think about how have you ever like taken a solid month off of caffeine? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How different have you felt? You know, the the biggest thing I think I noticed was I just felt a little groggy and I kind of mm-hmm. had headaches. Yeah. Yeah. And after about, I think it took like a week, yeah. maybe two weeks, and then you're just okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so so you, it's not like you need it to survive, yeah. but the interesting thing is, 
Um, well, just like coffee breaks originally started in, I believe, the 1920s. This was when, you know, worker unions were starting to form and people were starting to, like, you know, demand more from their companies. Right, right. And one of the things that companies found was really helpful was to give people coffee breaks. <laughs> it was the same as smoke breaks. Right. You couldn't have them unless you drank coffee, mm. but they supplied the coffee and they found it really made productivity go up. So since then, it's kind of been, like, you know, just... Popping up with it, you know, right, like right. I mean, how much caffeine when, can you When you, you think ingest? about it, if every morning you go through a coffee shop and you get your favorite yeah. coffee on your way to work mm -hmm. and you sip it for the first, like, quarter or third half of your day, yeah. well, you're going to be a lot more motivated to even just yeah. get out of bed because you've got something that you want right. to do in the morning. But it's even not just, I'm doing this for somebody else. Yeah. It gets to be, okay, I get this one thing for yeah. me and I get to do this during my yeah. work day and that's a very good idea, mm -hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And I'm not an anti-coffee person. No, I don't want to come no, across no. as that. I love my coffee. Uh, but like, it's just interesting that like, this is a psychoactive drug. And so right, imagine right. like, uh -huh. it's kind of similar to like America in the, um, late 1700s, mm -hmm. right after the revolution, everyone was constantly drinking whiskey. Right. That was just what you, you woke up, you had some whiskey with your breakfast. Right. I think, I think a lot of what that is. So think about that. That's the way we are now is mm -hmm. we're constantly caffeinated. Right. We right. constantly have that going on in our brains. Now, I've heard I heard one guy say that his his thought process of why back in the past and even now drinking is so popular like just alcohol is because people don't really have anything going on and that's the that's basically the top of any adventure they'd have in their life that's that's mm. the height of it is being drunk for a little bit because that's the most enjoyment you're going to have during the week is being drunk. And yeah. So that guy yeah. was like, you know, don't don't just go to alcohol for your fun, you know, because mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to turn to it more and more often. And try yeah. to actually go out and have an adventure too. And I think mm -hmm. caffeine can kind of be the same yeah. way because it gets to that daily grind to where if all you look mm -hmm. forward to is your coffee, yeah, well, you're, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be become a big crutch. Yeah, and so yeah. I think I think it's it's good to try to not let everything. I think that's why. Crutch, you know, I think that's why it's anything. Not, yeah. Like I, I work with some guys that the only reason they went to work was so at the end of the evening they could have a beer. Yeah, and the only reason they looked forward to Friday was so they could <laughs> yeah go to the bar yeah. and stay there till one in the morning. You know, yeah. in which case yeah. I'm just like. You know, I don't look forward to the weekend for that reason. I get some me time to catch up on stuff for the week, and mm -hmm. I don't have to go to work that day, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anything that becomes, like, you don't want to do anything, you'd rather just have this one crutch and keep, you know, you, you, it keeps you going through the mm -hmm. week. But then on the weekend, instead of instead of going out somewhere, instead of hiking, instead yeah. of doing something healthy, you say, well, I'm just going to keep partaking yeah. in this. Well, that's know? why, like, so. that's why I dislike, like, the, the war on drugs or people, you know, uh, demonizing substances. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's not the substance of the problem. Right, the problem right. is either pain or boredom. That's what makes you rely on mm -hmm. these substances. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all got something that is at least to some extent a crutch, right? Right. You right. know, just like, do you have a TV in your house? That is a crutch for when you're bored. Yeah, it is. You, it is. And that doesn't make it bad. That doesn't automatically make it bad. Uh, no, it just no. means that it's something you have to acknowledge. The issue is you have and people who don't have it and they say, oh, well, I can live without this crutch, so you should have to too. Well, yeah, and these, these jerks, the they're just like, you're the oh, you're, you're, I, I go without this, so you, should, <laughs> you can too. It's like, well, yeah, right. you can, but that doesn't, yeah, you doesn't, you're not a better person for it. You just uh, you just yeah. happen to not rely on it as much, mm. or not use it. Period. You know. Though whatever. That said, for the people who do get hooked on heroin, cigarettes, and stuff like that, when they kick it, that's that's impressive. Oh yeah. Very impressive. Oh, yeah. And oh, good yeah. on them. You know. And like, 
every time I see like someone who's like you know recovered from drug addiction mm-hmm. and you talk to them about it, and it's just like yeah, that person that person needed help from where they were. Right, right. But uh, and I I don't I don't you know. It kind of kills you that so well not so much now thank goodness I hope we were kind of figuring this out but back in the day it was like oh you're on drugs oh, prison. <laughs> I know there is like, still people you in prison prison for yeah, like for, for like marijuana just using yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so. So many oh, of these teens, so go. many of these teens are in prison, mm. prison with violent criminals in it. And you're just like, yeah. what you do? Yeah. I smoked a blunt. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's frustrating. Our prison system. I don't have all the answers on what how to fix it, but like it's, our prison it's system such a is a problem. Issue. It's about like the policing issue, which I actually have more answers to the policing issue than the uh, issue than the I'm, prison. I'm glad. I'm glad issue. you're so. I'm glad you're you know. so well informed. Well. <laughs> Think about it this way: When it, how, how much? How much? You know how uh, how many days of the year policemen train to go out in the field? Not really. Like one or two. Yeah. You know how many days military guys? Oh yeah. Navy yeah. SEALs train yeah. before yeah. they go on a six month mission. Yeah. They train at least half the time, if not twice as long. They'll train for six months and go out for yeah. three. Well, why is that? Well, we, well, because we want them to come back alive yeah. and kill as few people as possible yeah. while doing the best job as possible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I I've been looking around at some police footage lately, and you'll see. You'll see untrained female cops. A guy will rush at them. They drop their taser and put their hands up in the air. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, you, well, you got, I, I know you don't yeah, want to use a weapon. Yeah. I know you're scared, but you can't be scared because he's going to, you know, he's yeah, going to take advantage yeah. of that. Yeah, and that's the know? thing, right? Is like, then the guy says, oh, here's yeah. my chance, tackles a woman. Then he gets shot, and people are like, what happened? I'm like, untrained cops, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't their fault. The lady's panicked. The guy's just trying to keep the lady yeah. from getting shivved because the criminal sees a lady freak out right. and says, hey, I feel a little shanky. And that's the thing, right? Is like, right. We talk about how like, oh, cops have to assume that everyone's a violent criminal, and I'm not. I'm not for certain that they do, right? Well, you know, like, it's like when you pull somebody over. Obviously, they want to see your hands because if you're hiding yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes I mean, sense. If you, I saw because you don't know who's in the vehicle. I've seen a montage. Right. I don't know if you've seen these, but I've seen a montage of where a cop walks out of the window, gets his bl- brains blown out, and the car takes off. That happens yeah. so often. Yeah. I mean, think about that. He's planning on going home. Grilling with his family, going out to the mall, doing something, getting to see his wife and kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then that's instead the they get the call. Oh, your husband's not coming home. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody shot him. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's the story they get. They don't even get the goodbye. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's... don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't want to be a cop <laughs> at all. Like, I. That's a job that I'm. You know, I. I appreciate that people are risking their lives mm-hmm. to try to protect people, but. You know, there's some we bad need ones. to. Don't we, get me wrong. Oh yeah. Some well, bad I've ones. I've My, had run-ins with bad right. cops. Right. Oh, I have too. I mean, you remember <laughs> bad the one where, not a word. <laughs> where we were just trying to take pictures of trains yeah. and we got threatened yeah. to be arrested and stuff. So you know, it's and that guy. I think that guy just like ones. had an abuse. So many of them seem like they have an abusive power relationship. Right. Right. Well, you know? he's just positive. It's something bad. He's oh, yeah. just positive. There's something else. He going wants to on. get you on something. You know, exactly. Exactly. And I want to get an arrest in my books this month. You know, and I I don't know. It's you know, he could have woke up and could have. Could have been having a bad day. Could have woke up and thought, found out he had herpes or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things that I'm not. I'm, you know, I, I get it. It's a tough but job. He but he has that a license to kill. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a guy <laughs> with basically a license to kill. Right. You right. don't want them. To here's just, like, here's my biggest concern day. is when you point at all of them and say like the big. I think the most dangerous thing you can say is that a cab. All cops are bad because who is going to leave the police force? The good ones. The good ones are going to say, that's it. I became a cop to try to show that it can be done right. Yeah. And instead, Although, I'm demonized. I'm leaving. The ones with the power complex are going to stay. 
because they don't care. They don't care what you well, think. Yeah. The ones that do are going to be like, oh, I guess I'll quit. But at the same time, I think so, I think the ones we're going to see quitting, like people talk about, oh, there's going to be mass quitting here after the Derek Chauvin's trial. Mm. I think the ones that are going to quit are going to be the ones that don't want to be held accountable. Right. Because cops do need to be held accountable. That's what I hope for. And I know, hope but... that we continue to see like more, like there's a lot of old cases being mm-hmm. opened up, you know. Though, I don't know if you heard the well, – well, I can't remember her name, but the girl that had a knife, 16-year-old girl got shot. Did you hear that, that case? I think so, yeah. Well, and another thing is they take the first story they hear and they run with it. Well, it turns out what happened, she was mid-stab on another girl. She was holding another girl against a car and stabbing her. The cop shot before she got the knife to the other girl's stomach, you know? And I think that was a good shoot. Hmm. I think that had to be what happened. But the media instead said they, the cops brought a gun to the knife fight. And yeah. I was like, okay, first off, if, if I walk into Vinny's house and I've got a paintball gun and I shoot him in the face, it's not a paintball fight. It's I brought a paintball gun and I shot my brother. If me and Vinny go out to the woods and we each have a paintball gun and we're jamming out, then it's a paintball fight. It's not a knife fight if a girl tackles one girl, throws the next one against a car, and stabs a kitchen knife into her heart. That's not a yeah. knife fight. Yeah. That's fixing the murder. Know. And That's the thing, right? So, like, like, put yourself in that situation. Do you save the girl who's about to get stabbed seconds away from her soul leaving the earth, or do you run the risk of shooting this girl because she's obviously violent and you're going to save this innocent bystander? You know, obviously, yeah, I'm going to have to save the bystander, know. but either way, they were going to, I know, probably find something to go after him about because either it's he didn't save the girl, she got stabbed and killed, or, like it happened, he saved the, you know, the, the innocent one mm. and the... One that trying to stab somebody got killed. That's the it's thing. Just... I'm sure. I'm sure on Twitter, I'm gonna see a lot of like <laughs> both ways, and I'm gonna see a lot of like, because it's the same thing with Charles George Floyd. Is like instantly there was like this character assassination mm-hmm. where it was mm-hmm. just like, were well, you defending George Floyd? But he used drugs. He was on drugs. He had drugs in his system, and it's just like, yeah, but was he like, a danger to these cops? Did they need to kill him? Like, you know, I don't know. I I think that we could. Solve a lot I of these problems. The people who are saying that, I think, are making that the, the argument of th- there's a woman he pistol whipped and robbed her and her child. He, he whipped them with a pistol and had his buddies come in and take their stuff. You know that was what he was in prison for before. Yeah. You know, and so they're saying, why are we putting him on a level as Jesus Christ? Why are we saying he's the face of justice? Well, yeah, That's yeah, not I don't right like either. the uh, I don't That's like the way worship the other way. You know, but also at the same time, it's just like. It's the same as, like, the prison system, right? You say, like, right. oh, this guy was breaking the law, so he needed to go to prison. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I, let's have a little bit of empathy because this is right. somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know? You know, even if, they did, even if they did bad things, even if they did, like, mm-hmm. you know... Well, you'd, I you'd, think the major prison sentences should really be for people yeah. who have intentionally well, that's killed why, like, someone. And yeah. it has to be shown that it's intentional killing, you know? Yeah. Derek Chauvin... He didn't mean that you kill George Floyd. I cannot believe it. Looking at that situation, you know, the guy had four times the safe level amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream. That that could kill a horse, you know. And the guy, you, could, you if you watch the full clip, you see that George Floyd actually can't breathe before he even gets out of his own car. He tells the cop, yeah, "I can't breathe, but, man. I'm claustrophobic." And there's something going wrong. And what they should have done, they should have given him, yeah, uh, trying to resuscitate him, help yeah, him right yeah, away. Yeah, give him CPR. Instead, they thought, "Well, ambulance. let's get you in the." Let's get you, get you in the cruiser and let's go. And George mm. Floyd says, no, let me lay on the ground. And they say, okay, fine. Fine, whatever. He had kicked at yeah, him for 40 minutes. And finally he said, just let me on the ground, man. So that's what they did. Mm. And they wouldn't check his pulse because there was a crowd. And so it's all these things that just went so perfectly I, I, wrong. I don't know. At the end of the story, 
you know, now now you got one guy dead and the other one going to prison for life, you know, so or at least for a good like 20 or 40 years. I can't remember which it was. Yeah. Well, but, you know, that's and that's that's a really tricky situation. But when you're talking about like somebody who had drug possession, you know, that's why I was just disgusted with what Kamala Harris did. She kept people in there for years. Oh, yeah. Sentence, oh, yeah. I because, mean, hey, free labor. I'm like, OK. You're supposed to be this yeah. anti-slavery person, and that's literally what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, just like, slavery. just like Joe Biden talked about how, like, oh, all these young people complain about, like, the complaining about, like, the, the fight that they're fighting. They don't know anything about, well, we fought for desegregation. It's like, motherfucker, you <laughs> voted for, you know, you, you voted against thing. these against these things thing. you're not you're not a social justice warrior there are democrats that have I, been social justice warriors but you weren't one of them i've never understood why they look at him like such a you know wonderful guy i mean when, when it comes to racial ideas because i mean he was the guy that when he met obama said huh that's the first sensible looking and sounding black guy i've ever seen i'm like dude <laughs> I know you're old, but God, uh, you know, talk uh, okay. Here's a question I have. I'm kind of changing the subject a little bit, but this is something that keeps going through my head, and I can't okay. remember specifically. After this one, I probably okay. Need to get yes, my truck's still running, so. I need to know okay. if I'm think remembering this correctly. So several years ago, this is many years ago, we did Bible study with our grandpa. You remember? Yeah, remember I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Did he or did he not say that? Remember in Genesis, the verse that talks about. Angels coming down and boning human women and having kids. Did he say that that's where black people come from? I don't think because so. I, I, for some reason, that's such a vivid memory. And, like, I thought of it recently. I was just like, did he really say that? I mean, if he had said anything about that, I can't imagine he was serious. You well, know, but I don't think he said that doesn't okay, sound I don't know. Like it just—it's—it's it's so vivid and it seems so clear right. in my mind that it's just like it's—it seems too clear to just be a coincidence. Right. I need to look it up because I've looked up and like you know, obviously that was borrowed from Greek culture or you know, it seems to be very similar to like the Greek mythology kind of thing. Because mm. these were the heroes of old. Like there was some like hidden history right there, and it's right. like this little gap here. These are heroes of old. Well, which obvious. is a very interesting like wording, right? Right. Because it like it implies that there's like some Hercules guy mm. going on. Uh, but then we don't get any of that. They're just like, and then everybody drowned. Well, it does make you wonder if possibly that kind of happenings, the angels coming down, that could have been what led to the people of abnormally large size. You know, we find the 12 foot tall skeletons. Those are from somebody very, very large and mm -hmm. from a very big, but we also, people, like, we know? also find big insects, but, right? There was a point where like things grew larger, right. but it wasn't like, you know, and that was just a thing. Insects, <laughs> they just grew bigger. Well, we see that certain places people grew bigger, but not everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind of strange, but you know, Obviously, I don't know what Grandpa thought about that. I, don't I, don't. That I mean, I know he probably, in he my probably opinion, had racist ideas. He was old, but... Well, that's the thing. is When it's pounded into your head, you're going to believe one thing or the other. Yeah. Just like that oh, was yeah. dangerous, just like ACAB is dangerous. You can't pound, oh, all those guys are dangerous. How do you know you haven't met a quarter of them? You know, how can you speak for all of them? That's yeah, the thing I, that disgusts me I think... All cops KKK are bad. to the AK. I get it. It's, it's all it's just the like, same level. They're trying to like you know say hey the whole system right. is messed up and it's difficult to say that mm -hmm. without having a whole essay right. on why the system is messed up and why mm -hmm. you know why this system needs change and we need actual social workers who actually know about like mentally ill people and it's like hey mm -hmm. this person is mentally ill this is how we approach this to keep him from yeah, escalating yeah. but anyway I understand yeah. but I mean how I would I think it's, that. You know, when it comes to the different races, obviously, as a Christian, I believe, you know, believe the Bible from, you know, you'd look at Babylon, we look at, we all split up, go different places, and you can even see still nowadays, you have 
microevolution everywhere. That's where, you know, the stuff slowly changes, where you slowly adapt, you know? Animals can do it, people can do it. And so I believe the people in the more sunny climates, obviously, the darker skin keeps them from getting sunburned as well. But oh, it's yeah, funny, yeah. you take them to Canada, they about can't stand it. They get windburned, they can't stand it. You take a white guy and put him out in the cold, oh, he's just fine, you know? You drop him in the water, he swims well, great. Yeah. You and drop him in a desert, he can't run across the thing near as fast as the Usain Bolt well, Yeah, can, creatures but, adapt know. to their environment, but right. they adapt so very gradually. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what point we're making, but, yeah. Anyway, thanks for dropping I, by the I'm podcast. I'm just saying, I don't think it was angels, voting women that would let the black people. But I hope, well, of course and, not. Well, I mean, shucks. I just mean, like, kind of the superior I just, mean like, just look at MMA. I mean, and the runners, you know? <laughs> All we've got is swimming and skiing, you know? It's like, uh, have you ever seen that part? It was, I think it was from Family Guy. They have a gun and it's at the Olympics. And he's like, okay, white guys, go. Bang! The white guys take off. <laughs> I had a cliff bar before this. I have high hopes. He's like, okay, everybody else, go. Bang! And they just take <laughs> off and fly past the white guys. And one of them's like, oh, thank goodness. I thought they were coming for us. <laughs> was that Family Guy clips? I think it was. They, every now and then they have funny clips. Every now and then they, anyway, get, they get a winner. Anyway, Joe, right. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. Yeah, yeah. See you guys later. And we're back. We're back, boys. Uh, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut out a little bit of in between here, but uh, yeah, <laughs> fun times. Fun times with Joe. Um. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna cut the feet talk short. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, gonna just run through some stuff real quick. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to rush through some of this stuff because there are stories I want to talk about. And then there are stories that are just kind of eh. Um, here's one that I thought was interesting. Okay. An atheist is suing uh, L'Oreal over repeated acts of harassment by his Christian boss. This is an insane story. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, uh, how, this, how this even happens. But, um, yeah, I'm going to turn this down because once again, once again, we're getting a little bit of, a little bit of a goofy sound in there. I don't know what it's from. I don't know what that noise is from, so I apologize. Anyway, in 2017, Rafael Sanchez, great last name, began working for L'Oreal, the beauty product company. His job was to go to various retailers in New York City, uh, show customers the products by doing demonstrations. At one point in April, he was assigned to work... Oh, this is in 2018. He was working for a retailer. Um, his supervisor was a woman named Viviana, and he ended up working for L'Oreal a few different times under her supervision. Um, so, yeah. Basically, he was he was <laughs> subject to all kinds of discrimination, all kinds of junk under her, and some of it is crazy. So, um, first off, during one of the first few days, Nunez, the girl, asked... Plaintiff asked, uh, asked, what's the guy's name? I want to say it's Raphael. Raf, Raphael? Yeah, Raphael. Do you believe in God? When plaintiff responded that he was an atheist, she began proselytizing Christianity to him. Um, she repeatedly cited passages from the Bible, demanded that he start going to church with her, and instructed him that he needed to repent for his sins so that he could one day be accepted into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, during May of 2018, she directed him to work at the same previous flagship, uh, Lord and Taylor store. Oh, okay, L'Oreal directed him. Okay, so basically they made him work under her again. Uh, she continued to proselytize him. 
Um, but then, when he found out that he was both gay and HIV positive, <laughs> she responded that having HIV meant he had been a, quote, little whore and, quote, promiscuous as a gay man. <laughs> oh, this woman is just like the definition, the dictionary definition of a Karen. Um, at one, okay. Um, she told him at one point, uh... I must be honest with you, your homosexuality is a virus. You know your homosexuality is a virus and that they would, quote, have to work around it by maybe, quote, having him marry a woman. <laughs> do, these not people, do these people just not understand what it means to be gay? Like, I know you have no empathy, but like, come on. Come on, yes. Come on. Come on. Anyway, this is an interesting story. I don't know if the lawsuit's going to go anywhere. Because that's a difficult thing about these kind of lawsuits. A lot of it relies on what kind of judge and jury you get. A lot of it depends on, like, what evidence they're able to pr produce. And even in that case, there are questions about, like, well, how much of this is L'Oreal's responsibility? Because he did contact them. He contacted them about this harassment. And they did nothing, basically. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say, boys. I don't know what to say. Once again... Uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see how that one develops. I just thought it was interesting and wanted to bring it up because, uh, yeah, that's, uh, pretty crazy. Um, in other news, Rick Perry, who, one of those Republican douches, uh, has, is, he's pushing for a Texas bill that would study psychedelic drugs for PTSD in veterans, which I think is some good news. Because, gosh dang it, this has been shown to help a lot of people with PTSD. A lot of these veterans have it. They need help. This could help them. And on top of that, this could open the door for legalizing magic mushrooms. And uh, I think that would be a step in the right direction. Because any step into ending the war on drugs and decriminalizing PD, all these people who, like we were talking about, with, like I was talking about with Joe, you know, all these people in prison just for using substances. It's just like, no, that's not okay. We need to uh, we need to change this. We need to decriminalize this. So I think this is a step in the right direction from someone who I would not have expected it from. So uh, yeah, thanks, Rick Perry. Now never show up in my timeline ever again, please. Uh, and uh, oh, um, here's a little fun story where we can end the news segment on um, this uh, preachers and sneakers guy. <laughs> He runs an Instagram account called Preachers and Sneakers. Um, he basically started noticing all these pastors who were uh, wearing super expensive sneakers. And he just started this Instagram account where he went through and, uh, and you know, yeah, uh, said how much they were. Here I am at his oldest post. Let me get back down to it. It scrolled back up to the top because it's a jerk. Instagram always does that. That and uh, Twitter keeps scrolling to the top. And I'm just like, no, I like scrolling from, you know, old to new. Because then I really reach the top and I'm done. No more doom scrolling. No more doom scrolling. So, uh, yeah, this guy also has a podcast and stuff. You can check out his uh, Preachers and Sneakers. It's letter N, Preachers and Sneakers um, uh, Instagram page. But, yeah, first one is Rich Wilkerson Jr., uh, with the evangelicals, he's got three fifty-seven dollars shoes, three hundred fifty-seven dollars. Uh, he's Chad Veach with six hundred fifty-five dollars shoes. Uh, 
We got this guy with $1,000 shoes. Man, those are kind of fly. Not going to lie. I kind of want those. Uh, this lady who's got freaking $620 shoes. So, yeah, this this is just interesting. And apparently, he um, as he kept selling this, he, he became more frustrated with it. Um, let me see if I can find his quote. Okay. Um, in his new book, Kirby, the guy running this thing, highlights a nationwide trend of passengers wearing oversized glasses, tight jeans, and pricey kicks <coughs> who, who look like they belong at, quote, your cocktail, your local craft cocktail watering hole instead of a church. Now that's a place I could go instead of church. Now, gone are days of the choir, suited up pastor, and random people sitting in velvet chairs on stage. Now it's you two incarnate worship bands. Perfectly placed LED wash lights and a pastor motivating edgy and might even let a cuss word slip if you're lucky. Um, now, obviously, I don't care about, like, the theological implications of this. But I approve. I approve of any Christian who is holding his religion accountable for this waste of money when there are, you know, homeless people in the streets with no beds, nowhere to sleep. You know, out here in Rapid, we always have several homeless people end up frozen to death. And uh, once again, I don't know what to do about it. All I know is, you know, people talk about how, like, generous Americans are. But then you look at other countries where people give less to charity. And it's just like, yeah, but they don't have near the amount of homelessness we do. What, what the hell's up with that? And I don't, I don't know. I'm sure people could be like, oh, well, they choose to be because they can get give money given to them. But I doubt it. I think a lot of these people, a lot of these people are foster, a lot of these people are veterans, a lot of these people have a lot of mental issues. They need help, and no one's helping them. Um, bottom line is, the answer is not preachers in $1,000 shoes, <laughs> $5,000 suits. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about it, like, gosh dang it. As I'm, as I'm getting into music more and more, it's just like, I need, I feel like I need to keep an eye on my image because as much as I love fashionable clothes, I'm just, I keep thinking like maybe I should go more minimalist every now and then just like go a little more just black t-shirt and, you know, be like, hey, yo, I am one of the people and I'm going to practice what I preach because uh, if I'm going to say that, you know, people shouldn't waste money when they're homeless people, I need to not waste money either. Anyway, that's just some of the news going on now that I found this week. That was a fun segment, yay! All right, we're moving back, boys. We're moving on to the next segment, which is recommendations. Recommendations, everybody. Let's get into it. Um, all right, let's do the fun one first. Music, music. Recently, I discovered this band. It's a fabulous band, Ben Folds 5. There are only three people in it. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a mistitle, but hey. Uh, they're, they sound like they're five people. Uh, they are a group which, um, Ben Folds has done some stuff with Weird Al, I believe, on tour. He's, like, toured with him or whatever. Um, but he's a fabulous pianist, and you guys know how I feel about piano. It's just piano, bass, and drums, which is an amazing combination. Elton John did this in his early days during the, uh, Tumbleweed Connection album era. That era where he was just, like, doing shows with him and a bassist and a drummer. Um, I believe it's Nigel and D. I remember correctly but anyway they were fabulous and Ben Folds 5 is fabulous and I'm gonna recommend their newest album which is Sound of the Life of the Mind it is a great album the title track is a great song if 
you want a good one to start out with, you can check that one out. But the whole album is good. That's going to be this week's recommendation. Um, and then uh, let's stay here. Uh, movie. Movie. Uh, movie recommendation for this week. Um, <sighs> I haven't been watching a lot of movies because uh, I haven't had time. I've been working on the album. I, I was like taking every Monday to like, watch a movie, but now I'm just like, I need to get stuff recorded. I need to get the album done. I got to hurry. I have a deadline to meet. Uh, I need to actually do the update for the album this week. Um, we'll do that after recommendations. Um, so the movie uh, for this week is going to be... Uh, oh, um, Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet is an underrated kind of forgotten Disney film. Not a lot of people watch it in theaters. It kind of went under the radar because uh, it was released at a bad time of the year. Um, that mattered a lot back then, um, and no one really saw about it. But it used a lot of technology like Tarzan used um, around the time for like some cool 3D shots. It's just a fun retelling of Treasure Island. I really like this film. Um, Luke introduced me, my other, my older brother, he introduced it to me several years ago, and since then it's been one of my favorite Disney films. Um, actually Tarzan, I watched it recently for the first time since I was a kid, and I was just like, man, as a kid, all I could think about was like, oh, evolution, oh no, apes and humans aren't the same, and now all I can think is just like, oh, what a beautiful story of like, family is, you know, the family that you choose, and like, adoption, and like, you know, coming of age. I don't. I don't know. And Phil Collins' soundtrack is incredible. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm, bec I'm becoming more gay every day, aren't I? It's okay. Being gay is cool. As long as, uh, <laughs> as long as my marriage doesn't fall apart from it, it seems to be doing fine so far. <laughs> I love how my brain works. Where I'm just like, no matter how many times my wife tells me she loves me, no matter how many times my dad tells me that he's proud of me. Still, my brain is just like, your dad, your dad hate, your dad's ashamed of you. Your wife's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love, you gotta love that anxiety. All right. What other recommendations? Um, TV show. I've been watching Solar Opposites. Season two is out on Hulu. I think it's a great show. I love Justin Roiland. He's really good at what he does. <laughs> the, uh, uh, VeggieTales says that if you cheat... You turn to a gay potato joke is <laughs> I, I loved it. I love references to veggie tales where I wouldn't expect them. Last but not least, it is time for a book recommendation. I haven't been reading a lot of books recently, unfortunately, so I'm gonna get behind if I'm not careful. But um recently I've been listening to a lot of Seth Andrews. He runs the website the um, the thinking atheist. And I understand not everybody listening is an atheist. In fact, most of you probably statistically, most of you probably aren't. Um, but I think this is an important book. That's why I'm recommending it. This is why, I, okay, I think it's an important book to read. But with that being said, I understand if you guys have a problem with it. Anyway, this book is called Confessions of a Former Fox News Christian. Uh, it's Seth Andrews. It has a fabulous voice, and he's really good at writing You know his story, and he goes really into depth on everything. But not only that, he criticizes his own side at the end of the book. He says, hey, this is <laughs> you're right. You know, sometimes us woke people can be a little much. Sometimes we get on our, you know, we get on it. Our dog whistle is too, uh, is too tr you got too bad of a trigger finger on it. You know, itchy trigger finger. We're just like, cancel, cancel. 
This guy sucks. This guy said trans people are bad. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. Trans people are valid. Um, but not everything is attack on you. Sometimes you need a little understanding and compassion. Sometimes you don't. Like if Ben Shapiro is like saying stuff. But uh, <laughs> just ignore him. Just ignore him. We've had enough of him. We've had enough of Ben Shapiro talk. He's, he's, he, he's not to be taken seriously. We can ignore him now. All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Album update. This, this episode's going to run a little long. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, uh, album update, I am cur- I recently, um, Sunday night, basically I stayed up, and by stayed up, I mean stayed up to, like, nine, instead of going to bed at eight, um, but, uh, yeah, basically, I, uh, I made a full plan, I decided on a deadline for releasing the album, and everything, so, so far, we're, we're, we're doing okay, we're doing okay on the album schedule, I'm sending the first few tracks over to my audio engineer later this weekend, hopefully. Um, and then from there, we will uh, we'll see how it goes. I am super excited to be getting stuff done on it. And I'm excited to finally be able to share stuff with you guys. But there's a lot of work that's going to be had to done in the next few months. And as I said, I am going to have to working at work more, which is going to mean that I'll have less time at home. But I'm hoping that'll mean that the time I do have at home, I will be more productive with. We'll just see how it goes. All right. Last but not least, it is time for highs and lows. And something uh, I did not think to mention in the last few episodes. But if you have some highs and lows, drop them in the YouTube comments or uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll figure out something later on that you can let me know what your highs and lows are. Maybe I'll read them later on. You never know. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to have like a little gratitude exercise and uh, acknowledge when shit is fucked. Uh, so uh, for me, my low for this week, uh, my low for this week is uh, it's just going to be having to try to train this training. The new employees was stressful for me. My anxiety already is bad while I'm at work because like, as I said, we're getting behind. I, you know, I feel like I, you know, I constantly feel like I should be doing better. And now I've got like, you know, I feel like I have new responsibility. I feel like, you know, these, these newer employees are like, you know, in some capacity relying on me. And I feel like I'm fucking up. Um, but yeah, that's been a bit of a low for me just because more stress means that, um, you know, I feel more tired at the end of the day and I have less energy to work on stuff that I actually want to do. Um, plus, you know, Having to work overtime is going to mean that, uh, you know, I have less time and energy for uh, the stuff that I truly love in my life, which is music and doing YouTube videos and stuff for you guys and uh, trying to build my career as a musician. Um, anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Um, all right. First high. First high is going to be... The weather is getting good again. Last week, I told you guys about how it's gone to shit. But now, I feel good. I feel good because it's looking like spring has sprung again. This is like the quadrillionth time. Uh, I hate South Dakota weather. I hate South Dakota in general sometimes. But gosh dang it, I'm excited for spring to finally get in full spring. Uh, I'm hoping we don't have another 
relapse into winter. We had so much snow. It's just like more and more. And then it melts and it gets muddy and I hate the mud. <sighs> this is turning to a low. But it really is a high because I'm excited because this day was nice. It was a nice day. Everything dried out. Everything was kind of warming up. And it looks like the rest of this week is going to be about the same. Next week, uh, starting like Tuesday, Tuesday looked like it was going to be a little bad, like a little rainy. But maybe it'll change by then. Maybe, maybe we'll be lucky. Maybe this will be it. We'll have like some nice spring weather, maybe a few rain showers, maybe a few thunderstorms. You never know, uh, and then we'll just we'll we'll get into spring full 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 blown full blown spring. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, those of you who are religious can feel free to pray for me for that. <laughs> Dear God, please show Vinny that he's wrong about you, and strike him down. He sleep. Uh, okay, all right. Second high. Uh, for this week was um, this was actually last weekend, but we record this on you know this is a Friday podcast, so you know it still counts. Um, Joe came over uh, not not just now, but uh, for uh, recording a guitar solo for the track, which is a remake of one of the tracks from the Songs for the Child EP, and it is so much better. I love how it's turning out. I'm I'm having a little trouble. Because, like, the guitarist sounds, sounds too heavy metal right now. I'm trying to figure out a way to make it, you know, a little more mellow, which isn't a problem. Like, it's just changing the effect that I have on the audio program. It's not like I have to re-record or anything. But I love the way... Joe is fabulous. He thinks he can't play guitar, but he he can. He can play guitar, and he's really good at it. And, uh, yeah, he's been working on, like, his own songs and his own compositions and stuff. And I think... I think his, his stuff he's been doing recently is pretty cool. I always, I always like, I always support Joe when he does like creative stuff, because in my mind he doesn't spend enough time on it. Like it seems to me like a lot of his time is being taken up by work, and I know how that is. It sucks. And every now and then I think like, oh, he needs some support from his bro, to like be like, don't worry, <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in Steve. Um. So yeah, that's my second high. My third high of this week is um, what was it? I had it. I had it figured out and everything. Um, gosh, I guess just like I I I don't know. Like I've I've been I've been feeling a little little uh, little. I mean, even though I've been anxious and everything, I don't know. I don't know. This this past weekend has been good getting like the schedule done figure out what i've got like a full to-do list i have actually three different to-do lists for getting the album done and out and like i have plans for promoting it and everything which is which is important for me because when i once i have a plan i can just stick to it i don't have to like freak out about oh what about this what about that doesn't matter so yeah that's my third high is just like I'm, i'm feeling like i'm getting stuff together i feel like i'm doing a better job this time and I feel like the album's going to be better this time. So, songs for the Child, I'm glad I got it out. Like, I don't regret, you know, getting music out to the world. But at the same time, it's, in hindsight, it really sucks. It's it's not a very good album. And um, I'm glad there are only four tracks in it. Because any more, and you guys would have decided that I needed to be deleted from the internet. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's episode three of Fridays with me. Um, as always, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate those of you who've been sticking around with the YouTube channel 
and following me on social media and keeping up with the album progress. I love you guys. You should love yourself because you're, f- you're fabulous. You are fabulous. You are a beautiful person. And I think you are dope as all get out. And um, yeah, I really, I really am excited to get this out, al- get this album done. And I'm really excited to have this third episode of the podcast done. What do you know? We made it three weeks, three whole weeks. Um, so yeah. Um, as always, uh, just, just subscribe, subscribe for stuff. And I'll uh, see you guys in the fourth episode of Fridays with Vinny podcast will be on, on iTunes and Spotify and other stuff very soon. I just got to figure it out, but, uh, yeah, that'll be a job for me. You don't have to worry about it. You just keep being you, you beautiful freaking person. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's episode of Fridays with Vinny. I'll see you guys next time. Um... Bye.